This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a shot! this time here to discuss is James. Hello, James. Hello. was an interesting evening last night, but yeah. It really, really was. And a debutante, if you don't mind, and another West Wiltshireman. I'm recruiting them all. It's Pete. Hello, Pete. Good evening. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Are you ready to talk Swindon Town? And Westbury, obviously. Oh, my goodness. I've got so much... <laughs> Westbury related chat to go. James will just take his Warminster backside elsewhere as we uh, <laughs> as we talk Westbury. But first, we've got some really, really sad news uh, to report this week as it was announced that former Swindon Town defender Jamie Vincent has died at the age of 46. Jamie enjoyed an 18-year pro career playing for Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Portsmouth, Walsall, Derby and Aldershot. But of course, is best remembered on this podcast for the three seasons he had with town between 2006 and 2009. He was signed by Dennis Wise. He was part of the town side that got out of League Two at the first time of trying and also played under A.D. Williams, Paul Sturrock, David Byrne, Morris Malpass and Danny Wilson. Former teammates took to social media to express their sadness upon learning the news. Sophie Zaboub simply stated, rest in peace, Captain. Hasniel Joffrey says, incredibly shocked and saddened to hear of the passing of my ex-teammate, Jamie Vincent. Rest in peace, my friend. Lee Peacock said, can't express 
how incredibly sad this is to hear an amazing teammate and even better person. And Phil Smith simply said, absolutely gutted. Rest in peace, mate. So Jamie Vincent, to me, James, was your classic seven out of 10 sort of player, rarely the best player on the pitch, but never the worst and always struck me as a reliable member of that era in Swindon Town history. It's incredibly sad news, isn't it? Oh, it's devastating, really, when you see how young he is. He obviously, his children were tweeting on, on a Twitter last night and it was just hor- horrible, horrible. Obviously, it's the first player of my kind of era, like post-2004, I think, that's, that's passed as well. Something like this, anyway. Yeah, it's horrible, to be honest with you, and an absolute, absolute shock. So, don't really know what to say other than that, than just, you know, send out his best to his friends and family and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I think you're right. Reliable. The old steady Eddie. Never went over the halfway line, from what I can remember. I might be doing a, a bit of a disservice there, but uh, yeah, just a, a real steady player and a great squad player. Well, he was more than a squad player, wasn't he, really? He played a lot of games for us um, over the... A few seasons but he was with us but uh, unfortunately he will be part of that sort of era of donning that terrible kit if we can bring any sort of light-heartedness to to a sombre moment you know the old um, I don't know I think Ukraine had it as well didn't they, they you know certainly the, did. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> no um, yeah it's uh, terribly sad news and uh, but yeah no a, a good servant to the club to Westbury Ah, yes, the hometown. I returned and it was glorious and I loved every minute. I I say this like I've never been to, like I've not been to Westbury in about 20 years. I I was there on Sunday seeing my parents. But for me, going to Westbury is driving from Bristol to my mum's place. And I've not really seen what's happened to Westbury. Not, Not a lot, but massive change in the sense that my old building society is now a chip shop. So that that really... (laughs) That really uh, took me aback a wee bit, but I was there this time to see Swindon get eliminated, it it turned out, in the Wiltshire Premier Shield, losing 4-0 to Westbury. Clemel Fooney was in attendance, but luckily Westbury is no stranger to celebrity with the likes of Richard Blackwood and Dean Gaffney and Coolio uh, gracing the town over the years. Clemente is probably the most important Australian, Pete, to visit Westbury since Mark Bosnich opened the doomed PD Sports back in the 1990s. So it's good to finally... (laughs) Maristow Street, wasn't it? Yeah, it became became a golf shop. It was just off the the high street, wasn't it? It was a... Yeah, I remember getting a pair of Harry Lineker Quasars in there as a a kid. My mum got them. They were like horrible plastic, sort of. Mm. They weren't leather. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't leather, but um, yeah. How was you returned to Success City then? All right. Oh, I, I, I went for a nostalgia stroll before the game. So just lingering around streets. I used to hang out around, around the ground back in the day. Went to the Ludlow. Um, not as vibrant as I remember as a pub, but it was fine. I mean, it's, it's Tuesday night, so I'm going to be forgiving. Uh, Friday nights are still um, passable. That's just. good to hear. That is good <laughs> to hear. James, in true Rich Pullen style, in relation to Morfuni, I ruined it all. When when he when he approached us, you know, fist pumps and all that, my my reaction was, what are you doing here? 
and not in a racist way. Um, but I stand by it. But kudos to the guy for turning up. I couldn't believe it, to be fair. Like, yeah, it's dedication or madness. I mean, it, or maybe a mixture of the two coming to Westbury on a cold Tuesday night. Yeah, it just shows his commitment to the club, really. And it was nice that he speak to the fans and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I gained a lot of respect for him last night. I'm not saying I hadn't had any anyway but yeah he didn't have to do that so it was, it was good good to see him there he was a bit more appropriately dressed than you for a <laughs> january um tuesday night than oh, you rich wasn't he wow you know, was, the, was, the full donkey jacket yeah and you know beanie hat and you turn up in a very flimsy hanover patchwork well not patchwork um so on badge jacket which you know didn't look like it was keeping you warm at all it did look like he was coming expecting a director's box, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> like, you know, the... Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, it was a media hub, Ooh. which is like a sh- which is a shed. But, you know, did you, did you not clock the media hub? Well, that's why oh, like, we know it as. I have I... quite a funny story about this. But I was once chucked out of a Southern League boardroom which also doubled up as like the media center kind of where it was because i wasn't wearing a tie got you on the old tie rule did they i think it was met police which (laughs) says a lot but um (laughs) wow there we um, go but yeah incredible i'm 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 literally lost for words also lost for words yesterday was clemore fooney when a four or five pints deep passionate West Wiltshireman was trying to uh, plea with our owner to uh, to branch out to West Wiltshire, something I'm very much in agreement with. But after four or five drinks, I don't think he was taking you seriously. Yeah, I definitely got my point across <laughs> quite well enough. The po- My point made, I, I still stand by, is that, yeah, I mean, we're all West Wiltshire people, so we all know there's not really a, a one club down here. Really? Like, there's some Southampton fans, there's some Rovers fans. It's probably most, when I say there's some City as well, because of the area has quite a lot of links to City with, like, John Attio and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if, and certainly considering Swindon is the only professional club in Wiltshire, if you can kind of you galvanise and do, like, friendlies down here, like, rather than just kind of staying kind of the North Wiltshire, and obviously we have the Melchon game, but in the kind of North Wiltshire catchment area. Mm. It'll make more difference, or maybe even a, a free. I know we do tend to do one to Salisbury as well, but so maybe a bit further away. The club has to branch out, I think, a bit more, and that's that's where we get the if you do these kind of things where you branch out a bit, yeah, you're not going to get every single fan through the door, but the wider net you have, the more you're likely to. That's how that's how we build the fan base, yeah, and certainly using the kind of good vibes that are around the club at the moment, like it's kind of piggybacking and using all of the kind of ammunition in our armory to kind of get fans on the ground. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think pre-COVID, Swindon were scheduled to play Westbury in a pre-season for their anniversary. I think Westbury had a had a hundred years um, in twenty nine. You know, I think they were nineteen twenty, weren't they, Pete? So I think they were having their their hundredth anniversary and I think Swindon were scheduled to go and obviously that didn't happen due to all things modern times. Pete are you on are you on the West Wiltshire needs more Swindon town hype train or or do you think it's not as simple as that? Oh no certainly it's a uh, it's a real um an area that uh, like James was saying you know there's that predominantly where we are I'd say city there's a bit of Rovers there's a bit of Swindon but yeah, it's a real area that I think the club can tap into. Forget Hungerford. Forget. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, 
it is you know it's it's a real area we can tap into and um and i think the club is a bit disappointing last night that we didn't play any first team players i really thought that that might have captured a bit of a some a bit more of imagination for maybe some of the younger people who came along last night um but you can completely understand the the, the team that we put out you know the, the amount of games we got coming up the, the important games and what have you so but yeah Definitely. Um, so I hope, James, you got your, your point across to him. Did, was, he, was he quite receptive to it? He dealt with it in the very kind of way he has. Pragmatic. Yeah, being quite well, kind of. I don't think I was the most eloquent after several Guinnesses. So you were, you were several yeah, deep. Yeah, you were firing those back. You were firing <laughs> them back. I, I did notice that. More, more so than my Stella, you know. Oh well, yeah, I was okay. I was I was suited. It was cold. It was cold. Well, I was. I had a lovely thick, you know, hoodie to complement my inappropriate coat. So um, I was <laughs> I was just fine and dandy. I, I really wanted to talk about the football in, in relation to to this game, but it was very comprehensive. I, I don't really remember poor old Swindon under 18s having a shot on goal that was meaningful. I mean. This was very much an under-18 side, managed by Lee Peacock with uh, the support staff, obviously. And Steve Milton Hall was working with the goalkeepers pre-game before taking his place along the railings with the rest of us. Uh, Manny Idem was the only senior player. He was also wearing the captain's armband for this one. Papa John's trophy squad members, George Calmeadow, Cannon Winchcombe, Levi Francis, Donnie Gordon and Harvey Fox all started Two, Westbury's side included somebody I went to school with, another whose mum used to be my boss, and a number four who looked every bit a villain from the Taken films, Ronnie Frost. Uh, Pete, the uh, Iceman. The Iceman, an intimidating <laughs> chap. Good Lord. <laughs> well, he's brought... Um, I go watch Westbury quite a bit. Um, and what Westbury were really missing in the start of the season was just someone to be imposing. Let's let's say, um, and he certainly has done. He wasn't quite so vocal last night because I don't think he was going to get much bite back from the from the younger Swindon players. You know, he's obviously shown them some respect. Or, but uh, yeah, Ronnie. And there was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple of scraps, though, wasn't there? Um, in the second, there was a few like uh, group collectives of disagreement, wasn't there, James? So a little bit of spice. Yeah, it was very kind of like men against boys, wasn't it? I think. <laughs> They were, I mean, it literally was. Um, but yeah, it had the feel of that kind of FA Cup tie, like young lads who were kind of maybe trying to trying to play a bit. And then Westbury, no, no disrespect to them, were maybe trying to use the kind of non-league roller decks of shithousery to kind of get it over the line. No, and that's no disrespect. I thought they played very well yesterday. Yeah, it's that kind of, I wouldn't say skullduggery is harsh, but that kind of knowing how to play a game out and, yeah, Westby do tend to finish games strongly. I went to watch them against Bishops Cleave, who were top of the Hellenic um, just before Christmas. And it was 2-2 going into the last sort of five minutes and Westby put another three past them. So, again, in this game, Westby did finish pretty strong. Swindon started well. You know, they're moving the ball pretty well, weren't they? They were yep. moving it from side to side, you know, testing the defence. I think they did get one shot away at Mr Porter. Hello, Lou. Good evening to you, mate. Uh, got got behind very well, but other than that, I don't can't really remember Swindon creating too much, to be honest. Which is 
bit of a shame, really. I thought Calmeadow looked the most physically imposing, didn't he? But that's obviously, obviously, you know, he's in, in and around the first team squad a lot of the time. And he obviously trained with the first team squad. So that was evident. But it's just nice to see that, you know, with Swindon is starting from the academy, the, the, you know, the, the style of play, they're not detracting from that throughout the whole club. So I, I think that's, if there's one positive to take. And it was also, so nice to see Mr. Peacock, wasn't it, Rich? Well, <laughs> it was it was nicer to see you starstruck by Lee Peacock more than more than anything, I would say. Well, you don't usually well, I don't usually get to see him in that environment. Usually it's on Twitter in a pub somewhere. So it's a bit strange to see him in his in an alternative environment, really, which is football. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. James, Manny Idem, well, he had plenty uh plenty of practice for this one. Maybe not like shots being peppered all game long, but plenty of set pieces. He was fine. I, I don't think you, we can really judge him on that one, can, can we? It's one of them where he's probably played with lads he's never played with before. So, and it was just kind of a chance for him to kind of play a game essentially, because obviously he's not been. He's been a free agent since the summer, so he's probably not played a hell of a lot of football. So obviously, apart from training the last few weeks, so probably been good for him to get some match fitness. He's big, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's very, very imposing. <laughs> that, that's pretty much all we've got for Manny Idem, guys. <laughs> that hard, hard to judge, but he's very, very tall. <laughs> James, again, we have to acknowledge every time Westbury scored, um, you you couldn't resist. (laughs) Every time Westbury willed away to celebrate, the cry of congratulations, he's only 13, each and every time. (laughs) A solid effort, James. Well done, he's 13. Well, you know, you got to put two feet behind the bit. Yeah, there was a lot of partridgeisms and that stuff last night. So, yeah, it, it, we had to use that losing soon. It was a cold Tuesday night losing to a Hellenic. I know it's the end of these, but it's still relatively depressing losing to a Hellenic, Hellenic league. Sorry, someone on Twitter referred to him as a pub team. Um, I thought that was a little bit um, your research, mate. Yeah, not a fan of that. <laughs> I did. I did read some comments like, regardless of what team we fielded, it's still it's still unacceptable. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> if if they saw Ronnie Frost, they'd understand. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Ronnie. Also, maximum respect to the match day announcer Pete, who was entertaining throughout. Much adding much-needed colour to proceedings. I've, I've never heard a goal uh, welcome with, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, every time I go watch, he's worth the entrance fee alone. He's completely oblivious to his, uh, how damn right funny he is, really. But, you know, <laughs> he's just completely oblivious to it. And, uh, you know, it's, as I said, it's worth the six quid alone. I'm trying to think of a few little um, things he's come out with this season. But uh, I'm sure someone was down on the pitch and, you know, he announced that could everyone just bear with us, you know, that we're, we're getting to the player as quick as we can. It's real strange stuff, but it's um, it adds a bit of character to the uh, to, to the proceedings, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, I'll just mention the club that what how leaps and bounds it's made in the last few years from what it was a few seasons ago. Westbury was really in the doldrums, and there's been some serious hard work in the background by volunteers and obviously by investors, but. Um, it's a, it's a much better environment to go watch football. And even, you know, a lot of my old school pals, you know, it only takes a couple of you to start going. 
you know, and people enjoy it. You can have a pint and it's great. And it's just a nice alternative to trouncing up the Swindon every week, which, you know, obviously is still very much dear to my heart, obviously, you know, um, but personal circumstances mean that really uh, Westbury is potentially the only thing that I could make. And uh, and, it, and it's great. And much they've made real, um, like I said, the leaps and bounds of making that in a, a good environment to, to go and watch football. So I think kudos to, Kudos to everyone at Westbury who's put in that effort. Oh, absolutely. I had a thoroughly good time. I mean, I got lost finding the turnstile. And other than that, <laughs> I, I, I think... Which I is think... a real shame, isn't it? But we've lost that 1920s turnstile outside the ground, you know. And, you know, um, it's a real shame. I, I, I'm just presuming it's 1920s. I'm just putting a figure on it, you know. That's when they were formed. I'm, I'm, I'd imagine it was there since, it, since they've been there. Yeah. There we go. Or since Meadow Lane's been there, but there we go. Oh man, yeah. So I mean, is, is there anything else really to talk about this game, James? I mean, I feel like you know it was it was an okay effort from the Swindon players. They definitely weren't going full full throttle, were they? They were they were as Pete says, they were sort of moving the ball around in the way that they're told to, but they didn't have any intensity or any interest. Um, except for a bit of argy-bargy in the, in the second half, did they? Yeah, well, I guess it's a learning experience for them, isn't it? I think certainly with the way that the fact we don't have like a reserve side or many be playing against their kind of peers of a similar age, so maybe it would be a good learning experience than playing against players of a slightly older age or going to put put a foot in a bit more and going to be a bit more aggressive. So they'll learn from this and hopefully they'll be able to kind of take that into training and whenever they... If when they move up to the first team and, and that, that maybe, maybe what they have to to learn on to maybe get a bit stronger or be a bit um, better reading the game. So, but yeah, yeah. it's one of those things where you just have to take chalk it off as a learning experience, really. Yeah, I think when this game was announced, I was very, very much looking forward to going to see the likes of Ricky Aguilar, Mo Dabre, Harry Parsons, um, Jaden Mitchell Lawson. And I think initially I would have been like, oh, that's a shame that we can't see those because usually in these games, that's exactly the sort of players that they provide. But as as Pete mentioned before, and I'll go to you, Pete, with this, we do have games thick and fast, but simply in, until, until signings come in, we don't have the squads to have the luxury of losing any of these players through injury. And, and, Chippenham will be a far useful experience for Parsons and Aguilar if they're if they're sent back. But it was a completely understandable and justified um, decision to not risk any of the fringe, wasn't it? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, like you said, it would have been nice to see those sort of fringe players that, that you that you mentioned would have boosted a bit of interest. But yeah, now we've got some big games coming out and we've got a hectic schedule and we've got to just stay in those playoffs, haven't we? Uh, as best as possible. I don't know what happens to the reserves, you know, the old Fledlet League and that's, you know, that's another discussion for another day. No, but I think it's a fair point. I think one of the short to medium or medium to far goals for Swindon is to bring back a reserves team, isn't it, James? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's... Same with the way that we want to kind of use our squad and our players and stuff. It's very important that like the likes of, say, Ryan East and those kind of fringe players get minutes as well while, you know, playing for the club. So obviously he's only been like that. And yeah, it's really important. And if you think about it, over the years, the reserve side's been massively important to us. Like That's kind of how the whole 
Charlie Austin thing came about, like him, him and Painter's partnership was kind of forged in a, in a reserve game at Reading where they, I think, scored five goals each. And then that's why Wilson decided to put him in for, for the Carlisle game. So I think a reserve side is really important and would be really important for us to kind of do what we want to do in terms of like developing players haven't played a hell of a lot of football and working things out and getting minutes and all that kind of stuff. Because you can't kind of, you can't have players, players just training isn't going to help improve players fully. So you need, they need to have some match practice and that's what a reserve squad is, is perfect for. Yep. So there we have it. Well done, Westbury. Good luck in the next round and I wonder if Pete has a pin for their opposition so when it goes 3-0 he doesn't switch sides like I shamefully saw in the game (laughs) yesterday very very uh subdued at 1-0 and 2-0 but you were pointing the pin fist pumping when Westbury made it three and four (laughs) (laughs) I'll go it was only the academy team come on (laughs) Necessarily ruling themselves out for a winner. Has brought Ben Henson into the penalty area. Eastwood's lost the ball. It is 2-1 to Swindon. Absolute calamity for Oxford United. Tyler Smith gets it over the line and celebrates. Right in other news. Ghana were knocked out of the Africa Cup of Nations, having lost their final group game, a historic 3-2 victory for Comoros which means our very own Jojo Wallacott will be returning sooner than expected. So I think this is probably bad news for Jojo in the sense that, you know, going out there with Ghana was a huge experience, one that he should be tremendously proud of. Bad news in the sense that I imagine the the coach that selected him for all these games over the season will be moved on and, and the goalkeeping position is one that they've long debated and hopefully Jojo has done enough to stay in the Ghana setup but good news for Swindon in the sense that he'll be coming back maybe bad news for Lewis Ward too how do you manage this so I don't expect Jojo Wallacott to be waltzing back for the Bristol Rovers game of course but the following week he'll he'll be back in training and in contention I'm sure Lewis Ward plays the game of his life he's got to stay in the side hasn't he this is my personal opinion. I don't believe Ward suits the way we play. Mm-hmm. I think Jojo's because he's better with his feet, which Lewis doesn't seem to tend to really have. Um, that doesn't mean he's not a good keeper, but it just hit the way he, you know, his distribution of the ball, I don't think really fits what we want to do. So I think Jojo has to come back in really because his distribution is, is quite fantastic with his feet and he just fits what we do more and he's 100% our number one, but that's something against Lewis. But yeah, Lewis starts on Saturday, I would have thought, but yeah, Jojo's back in straight after that, I would have thought. I mean, I'm tremendously pro Jojo, but I, I mean, Ghana is the sort of person that will pick, pick his best team. I do believe that. It's goalkeeper is a position where a good performance and a bad performance really is highlighted more than maybe some of the other positions. Oh, yeah, massively. But didn't Ghana, I read somewhere that he said, yeah, Jojo will be back in as soon as he returns, or am I misquoting him there? No, I mean, I mean that that I think is the intention, but I do get a little inkling that maybe they thought be around uh, the Africa Cup of Nations for a bit longer than they actually have. I mean, the uh, the the Comoros loss is massive for that tournament, isn't it? So no one expected yeah. that, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he has said it, and Lewis Ward knows his role at the club currently, doesn't he? He, he does, and as long as he accepts that, and like James said, you know. 
Um, I just think he obviously needs, can you actually coach that? Can you coach that? Or is it inherent in your footballing brain to play out from the back? Jojo's obviously had it at Bristol City, maybe. Very comfortable with his feet. And maybe um, that's probably why he thought um, I'd come in. Maybe they can see he might actually be better with his feet than Ward. You, you just don't know, do you? Um, he looked fairly comfortable at Westby last night with the ball at his feet on a very, although it's the pitch has improved at Meadow Lane massively, you know, it's still not the county ground, is it? Or hmm. maybe another league surface. But um, yeah, what well, thing is, what I would say that, the, you know, Ward, would it? Could you say he's a better shot stopper than Jojo? I don't know. But certainly with his feet, um, Jojo's the man. Um, that's the way we play. And we've got to stick with it, you know. It's our principles at the end of the day, and that's the way we play. And there is a discussion to be had with Ward in terms of, I'm not the best person, I'm not someone who ever, was ever a goalkeeper, but it does seem like he does, some of his saves are a bit, theatrical which maybe make them look better than they are not all of them like the save against Man City was fantastic the the one he flicked onto the bar mm. but I think certainly against some of the ones he had against Forest Green I do remember him being over elaborate but then again I wouldn't say I'm the right person to, to say I, was, I haven't really had any goalkeeping experience but it's just how it looks to me I don't know Oh, I'm not having any of this. I'm not a goalkeeper, so I can't talk. We talk about every other position on the pitch, but somehow only goalkeepers are allowed to talk about goalkeepers. I don't understand it. <laughs> okay. I'm being very, very diplomatic. I know you are. I know you are, but I don't buy it. So I was like, well, I've never been a left back, so I'm not going uh, to, I couldn't possibly comment. We, well, we'd all have our evenings free if that I was mean, the I, case, wouldn't we? I mean, I was a stranger shield. I, had, I nearly had a heart attack in the vicinity of Noel Hunt, so I probably shouldn't even be talking about left backs. <laughs> you were struggling all over the pitch that day. So. I got a thumbs up from Sam Park and that's all I need. That is all you need that images of uh chuck norris in dodgeball when he's uh doing the judging that yeah. was sam park in that day lovely stuff okay um a few other bits and pieces transfers so as of time recording on wednesday the 19th no new signings just yet um lots of hinting though lots of hinting from our very own Harry McCurdy, who's had an absolutely lovely day on social media, being very, very cryptic. Recently on Instagram, he, he proclaimed patiently waiting for them to announce Rambo. Going to be a proper sexy signing. Pete, I mean, how do you feel about Welsh midfielders who aren't joining Swindon Town? I presume we're talking about Aaron Ramsey, yes? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, <laughs> that's what they're suggesting, which has turned into a whole thing on uh, Swindon Town-related <laughs> social media. It makes James's knees go all wobbly at the very, very thought of it, but... I think our very own Dan Hunt has... I thought we were Chris Ramsey back. <laughs> oh, thank you, James. You're learning. Well done. Chris Ramsey is Rambo on this pod. Nobody else. Our very own Dan Hunt has, uh, has dug out uh, Max Ram, who plays for Wickham, a central defender. And you just know that's that's who it will be instead, <laughs> whoever it hell is. I applaud McCurdy for having a lot of fans on tenterhooks <laughs> on the, well, if you can't sign a Welshman from Juventus, who can you sign? Exactly. James. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the other Aaron Ramsey's already gone to Cheltenham, so that one's off the off the off the card. Yeah, and Cheltenham so, have also God knows. Cheltenham have also signed former Swindon Loney and a uh, king of the flicks, Charlie Colcott. Not the player you needed in a relegation battle, but talented nonetheless. Oh. <laughs> he was. He came into my only yesterday. Was I trying to think of that guy's name? And uh, it, it escaped me. You know, as I said, the old smarts, Richard. You know, nearing forty, they're, they're, they're not what they were. But yeah, Charlie Colkett. No, not a man for a for a relegation fight. He probably could do a job now, but do we need another midfielder? I don't think so. No, no. Well, it's okay because he's at. I feel like he was. Yeah, I feel like he was like Alex Gill, but proto flicky bollocks. Oh <laughs> yes, he was absolutely the king of flicky bollocks. Oh, yep, the origin story of flicky bollocks is that. <laughs> it's Charlie <Yeah>. Colkett. <laughs> oh, is there anything else to talk He's, about? Out of the two, out of the two, though, Gemma, Darbo, you know him and Darbo. Actually, Darbo's Darbo actually one who's gone on and forged a better, better, better career, really, hasn't he? You I'm know, out of the it. three that we signed, it was it Farouz, yeah, Colkett, and yeah. Darbo, and Darbo was, fine. and I thought out of the three that Colkett would be the one. Yeah, Tavo was fine. Well, as soon as he scored against Oxford, that was that was it, wasn't it? You know, immortality was Cold so color. close. Immortality was so so close. But Dabo was fine. Izzy Farouz, just wow. Um, Bristol Rovers away. Good grief, that was quite the sight. He all the all the Celtic Scotland Chelsea hype just perished the day I saw him play for Swindon at Bristol Rovers just a truly out of his depth performance well I mean the the things that Farouz has on his CV existed they they were real he just was one of those classic players that just obviously was was the next big thing but he just didn't I don't know if it was grow he just didn't kick on to the and this is why like when people talk about Louis Barry coming to Swindon and they're so exciting so excited and you think that's brilliant that he's good at 18s and 17s 16s Barcelona whatever but we really need them to hit the ground running at senior level don't we and um well Izzy Farouz was not one of those players and he soon retired to run a cap company so you know fantastic closure for him any other business crap I think company or a cap company cap hat hat cap cap okay. hat okay <laughs> um colchester have sacked hayden mullins or hayden mullins has left colchester united i do wonder if there could be an emotional return uh for one john mcgreal if that's the case you know what's disappearing from this podcast it's swindon town it won't be anymore colchester what a club huh Wow. I mean, yeah, the whole ticket in debacle is fascinating. Oh, he did the he, he I don't know if you've seen the clip, but he did the forbidden the forbidden sentence where um I think a fan suggests that it's their club and he's like, It's not your club, it's my club. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Gosh, no, well, you've lost the fans then, haven't you? I, 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 there's I no a, going back 
yes, no I ha- turning back from that. I have a sneaky suspicion they may have lost the fans a little while ago. So next up, then we'll, we'll be doing a presser for this in the coming days. Of course, it's Bristol Rovers. I kind of keep forgetting that this is happening, but it's a huge game, really. And Rovers have improved a little bit. Swindon, you know, at home can be, you know, it's, we blow hot and cold, don't we? So um, big crowds. Let's hope loads of Swindon fans grace the town end, grace the Don Rogers and Arkles once more and make some noise because the difference between this game and Man City is this, the stakes are higher and there's more chance of winning. So I hope there'll be an absolutely electric atmosphere for this one. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully we don't tend to have a great record against Rovers at home either. So yeah. And obviously the Hitman, Pitman, Pitman coming back. Ex-players always seem to be able to grab a goal. It's It's just... I'm worried about Saturday. I think, they, I think they might do it. I'm really worried about it. I'm going to be honest with you, James. This isn't the, you know, inspiring, <laughs> optimistic response I was hoping for. Pete, you get a chance to to win this episode with some optimism. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm going to throw a prediction out there. I'm going to say 3-2 Swindon. God. Um, well, we're leaky at the back, aren't we? But we're scoring goals. And i you know, I, I think we're going to, I think we'll be all right. They ain't that much, are they? Rovers, come on, come on. Um, and I don't think that they will sit, I can't see Rovers coming to us in a local derby and sitting back, putting, you know, two banks of four, whatever you want to call it, behind the ball. I think they'll come and try and give us a game. <laughs> Famous last words. But if they try and give us, come and give us a game, you know, and make it a, an entertaining, we'll come out on top, definitely. Definitely. Um, how many teams have come here this season and, and, and done that? And I just think Rovers will will do that on Saturday. And uh, hopefully the one o'clock kickoff won't, um, you know, spoil the atmosphere too much. Obviously, it, it uh, has a bit of a negative effect on the uh, getting a few pints down your neck before the game. But um, I'm sure that uh, people will be in wherever they got to be by nine in the morning. <laughs> well, yes, get to the county ground, one o'clock kickoff, down a few drinks a bit quicker than usual, and we'll see you there. Pete, James, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.